0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show here on Sunday, May 9th, 2021, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, including my own and Christian's own. We'll get to say a couple of quick words about our moms at the end of the show. We'll be a quick show here today. Uh, You know, with it being the holiday, we want to get out and spend time uh, with our families on this gorgeous Sunday. But while you find us here live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch like we are every Sunday at 11 a.m., make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. If you want to catch the show afterwards, you can rewatch on any of those platforms or subscribe to the podcast through Sounder FM, or wherever you get your podcast from. So, I'm Andy Pizzelli. he's Christian Lauber. Join us in the chat section. We're going to be ripping through the past week in sports as quickly as we can here. Uh, But Christian, I'll just start first with, uh, how are you doing? I mean, the last I saw you was the night of the NFL draft. Uh, We got quite loopy there at the end. Um, I know we felt one way on draft night. Uh, I did the show last week i've i've my my emotions and takes and feelings have been changing kind of shifting with the tides i want to know how you feel how do you feel about how the draft went uh for the new england patriots and how do you feel about mac jones now yes yeah, so time I'll do to stew
1: order, right I'll, I'll do it in that order so the rest of the draft after mac jones i felt was okay um i like what they're doing it's a lot of defense and uh i think there was a wide receiver in the late rounds um owed to ernie adams on that one so hopefully that kid can play i would have liked the wide receiver maybe earlier just just to get a young guy in there but uh overall i like the strategy i guess you could say of the draft just based on what they went they went what they went for um defense is kind of what i was aiming for outside of a quarterback so i like pretty much every pick um now can they play? Who the hell knows? But I like, you know, where they pick the guys. Yep. Uh in terms of Mac Jones, um, so I've settled on this. I'm happy they got a quarterback and they identified whether it was they traded up for him or they didn't trade up for him. They identified Mac Jones as someone that was on their board. They liked him if he was there, they were gonna take him. Would they have taken Justin Fields if he was there? Probably. So I don't know how much they like Mac Jones. Um, you know, rumor has it they do. So I'll rumor take that. Has it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it for what it's worth, and uh, I'll just say that they wanted the kid. Um, and I'm excited about what he could potentially bring. I want him to – I don't expect him to play this year. I'll start there. Um, I think it's Cam Newton's go this year. But beyond this year, I you used to pick at 15. This guy has got to be in there next year. By middle of this year or next year, he's got to be in there at some point. You know, if Cam Newton is 1-7 in or something midway through – probably even before that, right? You're three and four and it's not looking good. Then I think you throw the guy in there halfway through the season. But overall, I just, I just, they never play rookies. They, they barely ever do it. So it's probably going to be like a red shirt type year. IE Damian Harris, IE James White, all these guys that do it. Yeah. And then next year he better be in there and, and ready to go.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's unprecedented because you're right. They, they like to red shirt guys, it's different because it's the quarterback. Um, we've never, we don't know what they've wanted to ever. I mean, the closest we could ever get is Garoppolo, which was a second-round pick. Who I don't think Belichick was ready to like just kick Brady out while he's still good and go to Garoppolo. I think he wanted to see Jimmy through to the end of his contract. If Tommy was tailing off and he's you know 38 and it's like, come on guys, like we got to make a call here. He probably would have wanted to go towards Jimmy obviously we know what Tom still continued to do and and is doing um we don't know in this situation now like will they commit to redshirting him um I'm glad that they have Cam I'm with you I expected no matter who they picked I did not want to throw them right into the fire even though I believe in this coaching staff and I believe in this roster that's talent I think it's good to have that little bit of humble pie for the rookie quarterback so he doesn't just think unless you're drafting Trevor Lawrence, right? Number one right. overall pick, everybody knows who the big man on campus is, right? Or Zach Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> or Zach Wilson. Same. One, two, even three. But three is a little bit different because of it was Trey Lance. But you draft Mac Jones 15. Give him a little bit. He's probably already humbled enough. Cause they, he thought he was going to go high. But you know what? Let Cam be the starter. And Give him a little bit of extra motivation to show up and try and, and, and work, right? And earn it. Um, if he beats him out this year, thrilled. Absolutely thrilled if he's starting. I won't complain if he's starting because it means he will have earned it. Exactly. If he sits behind Cam and as long as the team is successful, yeah, it's it's fine. But I'm with you. Year two, you best be the starting quarterback. It shouldn't be a question that you're the starting quarterback. And if you're not, it's a bust. You could have had Quiddy pay. You could have had a ton of verse I've said it. Versatile defensive players, skill yep. position guys. You could have gotten other impactful players to that spot. Quarterback, you don't. He's not sitting behind Tom Brady. It's not like oh well, we drafted him here and we're stashing him for four years. No, 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 no. You best produce soon um, and play at a high level. I mean, we expect the team. They could be yeah. playoff contenders with Cam this year. Um, year one, if Mac Jones has the reins, whatever Cam did, you have to meet that and maybe go one step further and just show a progression year after year after year. Um, So, I mean, we won't know whether it was the right pick or not for a couple of years. I'm more encouraged now from the things we've heard after the fact, like his competitiveness and his drive and this sort of stuff, which I didn't hear much about before. I mean, we heard kind of some things about it. Maybe it's because it's been brought up now as this, like, red flag. Everybody's talking about it in New England because now we know Mac Jones is the guy. All these stories are coming out of the woodwork for us. Um, Of course. So, yeah. I mean, you take all of them with a grain of salt. It was in the territory. But um, I'm not like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. Because you're right. They took a quarterback. If they had not taken a quarterback, I would have been stunned. Absolutely stunned.
1: And let's not forget, so, I mean, I think I know where you're at on this. Mac Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo? Who would you rather have? Mac Jones. Yeah. So, supposedly... Damaged goods. Had, I'm not convinced if they had gotten Jimmy that they were drafted Mac Jones. So, I think... Uh,
0: I'll take both. If you yeah. tell me Jimmy gets cut in August, and we say, bye, Cam, and let Jimmy start for us, and... Mac Jones sits yep. behind Jimmy Grapple. At least that's like, wow. These two quarterbacks are like si- very similar. Type, ability, everything right. you want, what the Patriots want out of their quarterback. I don't know how much Mac Jones is going to learn behind Cam Newton as far... It can't, it's not like he's learning behind Brady, who was in this system for 20 years. There's right. no institutional knowledge that Cam has that Mac won't be able to pick up in a couple of months. Um, So i take Jimmy, but uh, I ain't giving up anything for him now. I mean, because...
1: Yeah, at this it, point, no. But I mean, if he came became available, I mean, they wanted Jimmy. I I think that's pretty clear now. The Patriots wanted; they were in on him. So, if they had gotten him, would they have drafted Mac Jones? I'm not so sure. Um, but supposedly, the salary they obviously Jimmy would have had to come down. And then didn't want the to. Paid, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the and the notion that the Patriots should have just paid him the 25 million is just stupid. So I get the cap is not really great in the NFL, right? You can finagle everything and and get guys under the cap. But at the same time, this guy has played he's been he's been hurt the last two seasons. He should not be making 26 million to come and start for the New England Patriots, I'm sorry, or any other team for that matter. I, I think can't he imagine. I think he
0: knows that. Yeah. And that's why he's haggling on it cuz he's like I ain't ever going to see this money again. I'm going to hold sure. on to this contract. Cut me, fine, cut me, pay me all my money now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> I, I just don't. I don't know how the 49ers feel about it. Are they going to pay this guy 26 million to be the starter this year? I think they need him now because they drafted Trey Lance, right? Yeah. As opposed to Mac Jones, but it's an interesting conversation just based on the Patriots were in on him, obviously. And where would they be instead if they had just gotten Jimmy and that's it, and then Stidham's your backup or something? Well,
0: I mean, would they have if say they had traded for Garoppolo and it didn't involve, you know? Say it was like the Bridgewater deal. It's like, wow, they got him for a fifth-round pick. Uh, and they took on, they gave Gilmore up, and that way they could just take on the whole salary, something like that. Yeah. And then they went, quitty pay, Trask? How would you, how would you feel about that versus drafting Mac Jones and then just yeah. waiting, and maybe Jimmy gets cut in August and we can get him for nothing?
1: Yeah, I would have been fine with that. I would have been fine with Jimmy as your guy and then in the later rounds you go after Montrask, one of those guys. That that would have been a, a good alternate plan, I would say. Yeah. Um I'm fine again though, I'm fine with Mac Jones. Like I yeah. I'm excited to see what he's got. Uh but I wish it would be this year, I'll be honest, cuz I same. have a feeling it's going to be a lot of the same crap as last year. We're going to be watching this week after week.
0: What has to be what is Cam Newton's what's the threshold? Like what does he have to do to keep Mac Jones off the field? Like what record do the Patriots He has to obviously play well. It won't matter yeah. what their record is if he's not performing, he won't be on the field. Um you know, the eye test will tell you that. But what is what does the Patriots record have to be for them to be like we're going to try something else? If it if, does he have to be better than 500. Like if they're 5 and 4 is it like, well, yeah, hey, we're sticking with Cam because we're like we're doing it. Um, or does Cam have to basically be like eight and two, nine and one, ten and three? Like, does he have to have one of these? We start four and zero. Oh, like, it's got to be something like that, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, just based on the roster and how much money they've gone out and spent. If they come out of the gate and they're like two and four, two and five, I don't know how long you can hang on to that. Um, I think you just put the kid in, especially if he's at least performing. At the same level as Cam in practice, or whatever whatever eye test they need to do, to get him in the game. But if he starts out bad with this roster and and a full off season, I I would hope that they'll have this year. Um, you know, based on uh, where things are headed, um, I can't imagine the crafts are going to want to sit up there for an under five hundred teams. So I would say, yeah, aim for like a seventy five percent, you know, win something win like percentage, that. something like that. So if you're five and three. I think Newton's your guy, you know. But if you go the other way, I mean, look out. Who knows? I mean, you you know how much crap is going to be thrown at them.
0: Look out below. Yeah. Well, also, hey, full capacity stadium, fans will be booing. You can't just pipe in cheering this year. Fans will be booing (laughs) if the team is struggling. And
1: you know fans will be lubed up and ready to go for this season. Oh, absolutely. ah, God, Uh, yes. Crazy. uh, There will be boos. Yeah, if they start out poorly. Yeah
0: booze will lead to booze um last nfl kind of note that i wanted to get your thoughts on uh before we move on lightning round here today with it being mother's day um what is your thoughts on this aaron Rodgers situation um i i want i think the packers should just cut bait now take whatever you can get and just get away from the guy you drafted jordan love for a reason we said this like in the off season last year, yeah, um, you drafted Jordan Love, or during the season too, you drafted Jordan Love for a reason. If you didn't, if you don't believe in him, then you've really screwed yourself. But I think they believe in him. So Aaron Rodgers is turning into a giant problem. Would you want him to have a lame duck year and just poison the rest of your roster with, you know, he'll show up and play, but like, what's the attitude going to be? Um, yeah. Uh, I think he's gone about this whole thing the wrong way, but it's kind of what we said about Aaron Rodgers. The guy just seems, he's weird, he's different, and he's like totally self absorbed. So uh, he can't have it both ways. Can't have the roster you want and also get paid out the nose. Um, I think they should just, honestly, cut him. Who cares? Just get away from us. Go away. Um, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you just, I think you got to deal him now at this point. Uh, you got to get what you can. At least I would hope a first round pick for the guy, but. Because he's an elite he's an elite player he's a different cat don't get me wrong uh doesn't talk to his family he's weird on the field he likes jeopardy a lot he, he you know he hosts there that could be another job opportunity for him he's his future is in jeopardy it's like yeah exactly um so i don't know i i i think the packers are kind of screwing themselves i'll be honest you got to get what you can for him because he's done if yeah. he says he's done here, I, I would take him at his word because I don't think he's coming back once yeah, you know, once he's made up his mind.
0: And he's uh, not gonna retire either. He ain't gonna if he's that disgruntled with the team, he's not gonna be no. like, I'm so mad at you, I'm gonna give you back twenty two million dollars. That's not, not happening. Not gonna happen. Not happening.
1: <laughs> so you gotta get what you can at this point. I think you just move on. And whether you need to maybe you get a quarterback coming back, you know, say if uh, if that Niners trade did go down, um the rumor was Jimmy was going back to Green Bay, so if you got to get a guy like that in front of Love for another year, do that. But I think you know you drafted Love for a reason. So this is year two. If you want him to sit one more year, sure, yeah. And then he's good in year three. But you got a cut bait with with Aaron at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I see. I won't say I don't see a way he's starting for them this year because he totally could. I just don't see why if you're the Packers you would want to at this point, like. Yeah. Why would you want him to ruin the room? Um, and I know, like, Tom Brady, I've been reading the, the Jeff Benedict book, The Dynasty, you know, was pretty, he knew going into his final year in New England, it was his last year. Now, I think that he tried and as hard as he could on the field. We know he did not put in as much effort with, like, the rest of the roster. Like yeah. he didn't care about cultivating these young guys. He wanted veterans. He wanted the Demarius Thomases and the Antonio Browns to go along with Tommy's Edelman and Gordon. Sanu for a second round pick. Sanu for a second round pick. Nice one. Um, hey, Tommy, that was your pick, by the way. He wanted him yeah. over uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who I thought would have been good choice, amazing here. Wanted him in New England for forever. Um, but. At least I think Tom showed up and played. I feel like Aaron Rodgers might be like, "Well, I'm contractually obligated to come and play the game." Is he going to try and be an MVP again, or is he just going to pout the whole year? Yeah. And and and, you're, and he's going to just tank your team. I would just get rid of him. Why even? Why even put up with that? You you drafted the guy. You were ready to move on from him anyways because the dude's not young, and. He 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 does have an injury history. He likes to just run around like it's backyard football. He's just one bad hit from being done with the yep. way he plays. So why even why even risk it? I don't
1: know. I mean, I think they could go back to a title game or whatever, but I think this past year they missed the opportunity.
0: Yeah, he missed his opportunity. Best, yeah. And by his own admission, doesn't care about winning another ring.
1: Yeah, he wants to win MVP. So that's good. He like, got a second MVP, right? Yeah. Uh. Two time MVP. What is that? How long is that? How far does that take you? And the
0: and the funny thing too is, you know, the going into that conference championship game, there's a lot of Brady versus uh Rogers talk, you know, who's better, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, this example shows you Tom Brady's the Patriots drafted his replacement in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And Brady was so furious at that that he beat the kid like basically off the roster, even though he's like a decade and a half older than him. And yeah. then went on to win. Four more Super Bowls. Four. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. They draft Jordan Love. He responds with an MVP season. And now oh, it's just was. like, and now just like, we'll see. Yeah. Didn't win a Super Bowl. It, 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 yes, you had an MVP season. You proved you still got it. But then, like, he wants a raise. <laughs> he, wants yeah, exactly. put, yeah. he wants them to put. He wants them to Draft. Maybe that's why he wants them to draft receivers. Draft younger receivers. That way they can be cheaper so you can pay me more.
1: The dudes. It just
0: maybe it's because we've been spoiled in Boston across all the teams with a lot of yes, there's guys that get paid. Um but the winning was the most important thing. And especially like when you had a guy like Brady, who was the best player in this era amongst the four teams who literally put winning above everything else, like dedicates his entire life and his day around getting better and maintaining himself to win football games and just yeah. keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. And, winning. Um, and not being overly concerned with, well, I want to milk every dollar that I'm worth. If Tom Brady wanted to do that, he would have won. he would have won his first three rings because he was on that, you know, a smaller deal. He would have left in 2006 in free agency and he would have been... Maybe the highest paid quarterback ever and probably never would have gotten back to a Super Bowl. But that's just yeah. not how the dudes wired. And maybe we're just getting you know, we're getting exposed to seeing how many more of these dudes are wired and they went I mean, we see it in the NBA, look, Kyrie Irving won a ring. He thinks that he's made it. He doesn't they have go. to prove anything else. Kevin Durant, LeBron to a degree, but I feel like later, like LeBron kinda of wanted to go buy his first two and now he's kind of just like on that grind yeah. to try and extend his career and just like keep winning. It's been to um,
1: finals, so can't so
0: I, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is weird. Last note on him: Would you want him in New England if you could make the money work? Because he's going to want to get paid. If you could make the money work, would you want him in um, New England?
1: No, I don't think so. Just because you're back to square one, and then you got to deal with another bitchy quarterback, and it's just like we're just going to do this over and over again until we get a guy in here. So, I'm I'm all for. I wanted them to cut bait with you know Brady, just the two sides. I thought it was time. Obviously, that was a mistake on the Patriots' side so far. Uh, but, hey, if, if Jones pans out, then fine. But I want to go younger. I don't want to go back into this, like, diva-style, bitchy quarterback. Attitude problem comes in. I mean, maybe it'd be different here, but you, you'd have to pay out the nose for him. And at that point, I, I don't know if he's even worth it, right?
0: Yeah. No, I'm a no. Hard pass. Don't want anything to do with that. Uh, we kind of mentioned uh, LeBron there in the NBA, so let's quickly go through uh, NBA stuff. Uh, we'll check on the the standings as of today. Uh, a lot is going to change and shift uh, in the in the coming days, uh, in the middle to the bottom. Right now, your Boston Celtics are in the 7th seed. They have two big games against the Miami Heat, which I think essentially will probably be the determining factor whether or not they're we'll in the play-in round yeah. or not. Um Behind them is the Hornets, Wizards, and the Pacers have uh, have now uh, they're in they're in that 10th spot. Uh, the Bulls, I don't know if they'll be able to to make their way up there. In the Western Conference, uh, you've got the Lakers now in the playing game, which we called as soon as LeBron and AD both went out, we said they could slip, they could go from the number one seed to the playing round because of just missing those guys, and that's where they are now. Right on their heels is the Warriors, who have had uh, Steph Curry playing out of his mind the last like month and a half to get them into that spot and then the grizzlies and the spurs pelicans kind of and kings uh nibbling there at the back but uh might be tough for them to to get in uh before we rag on the celtics um how do you feel about the play-in tournament i think it's great because all these teams that normally would be packing it in and tanking at the end there's excitement around more games and teams are actually trying cuz they have this this hope. Even though we know there's no hope for some of these teams, they're trying and the basketball's been good. The Bulls would not have tried the other night if there was no play-in tournament and the Celtics would have beaten the bag out of them cuz they wouldn't have even tried. Yeah. Um I'm all in. I love the play-in tournament. I hope I honestly I want them to keep it. I think it's better.
1: Uh yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm in on on it. Honestly, um, it gives other teams here at the bottom of the standings a chance, and typically, anyway, the number six, seven, eight seed don't really go anywhere in the NBA anyway. So why not just have that play-in tournament create more games, do kind of one and done style to get in? It's kind of like a baseball situation with the wild card. You get a one game and you're in. Um, yeah. So I'm 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 kind of for it. I just think like it creates a little bit more down to the wire. Uh, instead of, look, there's always going to be teams that are way the hell out of it because tanking and all that stuff. But you know, I, I, I'm for the play-in tournament at least for this year. I want to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, I like it. I think it'll if it keeps things exciting and will keep more of these teams trying. Um, I think it's worth it. I think it'll be good for the game. Uh, now, as I said, your Celtics are 35 and 32. They are 11 and a half games back of first place, which is the Sixers. They are a game out of sixth, a game and a half out of fifth, and obviously two full games behind the New York Knicks. <laughs> the four seed, nobody at all saw that coming. Um, I don't know what to think about this Celtics team. I feel like we've all kind of said that it just feels like they're dying the slow death of they're going to be in the playing game. They're going to lose to the Hornets and then lose to the Wizards. Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier get to say, Ah-ha! and then you know Jason Tatum gets knocked out by his boy. Uh, Bradley Beal Um, because I think the Wizards are a really dangerous team especially if they play if they say get in and they're playing like the Nets who have no defense that backcourt is gonna feast Um, and it would be crazy to see the Wizards match up with some of these teams Um, it feels like the Celtics if they're in the playing round, I just have zero faith in them winning if I mean if they're the seven seed they got to win a game and your season comes down to that if you lose it then it's obviously one more game and you could be done They're so frustrating because they show you they can beat anybody when they're on their game. Now, I know they're missing Jalen Brown, um, but too bad. The rest of you guys are talented enough to be able to not lose to the worst teams. I don't know. It's the most Jekyll and Hyde team I've ever seen. Usually teams have, like, inconsistency, and then they find a groove and they kind of stay with it. I I still don't know what to expect from this team. They could beat the bag out of the Sixers, and then they could go ahead and lose to the Magic. I really don't know. I don't know. And I'll see... I'd rather them just losing the play-in than get to a conference championship and be like, "We look at us," and then get smoked by the Nets.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be either a play-a uh, play-in exit or a first-round exit. They are the only thing consistent about this team is that they're inconsistent. So, like, they just—they're I- insanely frustrating to watch. They beat who? Top teams in the West, top teams in the East. And then they lose to the Bulls, to the Pistons, to all these bottom teams, and it just looks like they don't have anything. Uh, And I just don't see them competing with the Sixers or the Bucks, maybe even the Heat, who are in front of them a little bit. You know, teams like that, I think maybe the Knicks and the... Look, I think the Knicks would be a tough matchup because they actually try and the Celtics really don't on a nightly basis, so... Yeah, uh, they're like the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. That next team, they just try hard. They play defense and they win games like that. But I think this team is is on their way to a, uh, and I'm kind of rooting for it because I think they need a change in here, uh, of some sort. So they're going to be a, a a play-in exit or a first-round exit.
0: Yeah, cause say they're the seven, they'll and they hold that spot if they win there the first game of the play-in. Yeah. Um, your are up with the Nets. <laughs> Good luck. I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a high-scoring series. <laughs> it's going to be a high-scoring series. Um, Pete from Gansa here, is the problem with the Celts the coach? No, it is not. It is so not. here's what I'll say about it the coach. It is not the coach.
1: It is not his fault, but he is part of the problem because they've tuned him out. That's have, what it looks ha- like. Have That's they, though? Like. I mean, I just... yeah. It looks like they don't want to play. Uh, I
0: I have a developing thing. I don't think it's the coach. I think it's the GM, and I'll tell you why. And Maybe maybe to a degree it could be the coach. I think the way they've approached this year, and especially the second half of the year year here, I mean, Jalen Brown is out. Robert Williams is being managed for pain, so he's in and out of the lineup. The COVID issues with Fournier, so he's been in and out trying to build some consistency. Kemba not playing back-to-backs, right? They've to get to the playoffs. I feel like some, maybe in the back of these guys heads, they just like, don't even care where they finish. They know they're going to be in the playoffs and we don't care. We know we're good enough to win a game. If we're the seven seed or we could, we could beat. we know we have it in us to just smoke two these teams. If we have to play two of these teams twice and That's they're just, and I they're just sleepwalking. They're right. And I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, is that tuning out the coach? Like he cannot coach the team or is that them just saying like, we just want to be done with this regular season. Like, it's tuning out the coach, but it's not, like, the way you phrase it, like, oh, he's lost the locker room. Does that make sense?
1: I'm not so sure about that, though. I, I don't know if he's lost the locker room. doesn't seem like guys want to, you know, listen to what he's saying. It's like there's been occasions where he goes into a press conference, rips the team, and then they come out and absolutely just have a dud, or two, or three in a row. So... There's not something, there is something not right in the locker room. And everybody wanted to blame Kyrie. And I think he was part of it back when. But there's other people, problems with this team that uh, I don't know how you fix them. The roster's too good. These guys bitch. The roster's bad. These guys bitch. It, there's no in between here. And like the expectations are high because they've made the Eastern Conference finals and they should have beaten the Miami Heat last year and they couldn't get by them. And now this year they're having pretty much a terrible year in terms of if you look at the roster they should be way better than they are yeah so I'm just at a place where I think the coach is not off the list um and I think there's they've slightly tuned part of it out anyway I don't know like it just seems like to me it feels like something is off there
0: yeah I don't know these next where they got five games left today at one o'clock versus the Miami heat yeah. Tuesday versus the Miami heat those are must-win games. Then you yep. play the Cavaliers. Guess what? Must-win game. You should beat the snot out of that team. You play the Timberwolves. That is a must-win game. Now, the Knicks to wrap up the regular season on uh, two Sundays from now. Oh, no, next Sunday. Wow, that's five. That's whew, what a busy week. Holy cow. Yeah, Five games in seven days. <laughs> Let's hope that 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 Knicks game doesn't matter and they can just take it off cuz it's like it won't affect the standings because 5 games in 7 days and you're going to if you if you don't you could put yourself in the position where say you have to play that Knicks game to try and avoid the play in and you lose it you're playing the next night in the play in 6 games in 8 days yeah holy cow recipe what, for disaster
1: for all their their issues with covid and stuff like played a lot of games here and one of the guys that looks gassed to me is tatum so i hope he can turn it on when he gets to the the postseason and kind of grind it grind it out and i don't want to make excuses for him because he's had some pretty terrible games but let's not forget he's 22 23 years old uh and most guys don't get there for a while and and between him and brown all the weight that they've had on this team at least early on not so much anymore with the guys coming in but they look gassed. Yep. Uh, I don't know. They just look worn at this point.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's tuning out the coach, if it's just sleepwalking at this point for these guys. Um, last thing here we'll hit on, uh, it, a lot of talk this week about the NHL. Uh, and <laughs> James Dolan, NBA fans, familiar with James Dolan. Nick fans, they've seen this act before. James Dolan meddling with the New York Rangers in the middle of a fantastic rebuild. Uh Starts with Tom Wilson destroying one of their players in a scrum. Tom Wilson then subsequently does not get fined. The Rangers didn't retaliate that night on the ice. They expected the league to take care of it, as they've tried to tell these teams to do. Let the league, let the discipline, let the discipline come. Don't, don't seek that pound of flesh on the ice. Uh, We're trying to avoid, you know, remove some of that from the game. Uh, Doesn't come. Tom Wilson gets uh, a $5,000 fine. Pittance. Uh, And so the Rangers put out a statement without the permission of their GM or their president and then calling for a league executive to be fired over the discipline. (laughs) And then they bounce back and tell James Dolan, well, how about you fire your guys? And he obliges and fires John Davidson and Jeff Gordon, who had basically remade the Rangers from scratch. And now what happened the next night too? The Rangers PO'd about all of it because they think that James Dolan thinks He's saying it's about the culture of the team. So James Dolan's kind of sending a message that, well, you guys didn't retaliate on the ice. I don't like the like culture of this team. So what'd they do? Six fights in the first four minutes. Is that what the NHL really wants? They could have just suspended Wilson for one game and avoided all of this. Um, just your collective thoughts on the entire mess that was the past week for the NHL, Christian.
1: Well, I mean, I'll just start from the top. James Dolan is an idiot and he's been an idiot for a long time. He's one of these owner that loves his power and he's got two teams. He owns both of them. And he goes on power trips. The statement was embarrassing. Oh uh, yes. Just absolutely atrocious to even do something like that. Obviously that came from him. Everybody knows it. Um and then uh not only do you put out that gross statement, but when your guys kind of back off from it like we didn't we didn't give the okay on this, you fire them. So that makes sense. Uh, in terms of like the fighting in hockey, I mean, the theater of it is awesome, as usual. That's not what they want, but when you don't suspend a guy like Tom Wilson for doing what he did to Panarin and Buchnevich, I don't know what else you want, League. like the, the Rangers made a point to go right after Wilson. He stepped on the ice, got into a fight pretty much as soon as he got on the ice, and then he magically got injured and went off the ice, which... To me, is saying the Capitals get your ass to the locker room before you get like crunched out here. Yeah, don't come back this year. But I think the league made a mistake here. And then the next night, these two teams play again, and Bucinavicius goes and cross checks uh, Mantra in the in the face, and uh, he gets one game. So there's like a little bit of a double standard now. It's a cross check to the face, but I'll I'll tell you this: Wilson is a guy who plays on the edge. He always has. He always will probably. If he could clean it up, it'd be nice. But he goes right to that line where it doesn't look like it's so bad. Nothing actually happens. Nobody's injured. You know, Panarin got injured on the play, but it's not like his no skull crack. could have been
0: cracked open. I
1: agreed. Yeah. And, that, and that's the problem, right? But because it didn't, he doesn't get a game and then you have what you have. But for me, as soon as I see a guy that is notorious for this crap in the league, he's got to get a game. That, yeah. that, that is a must. So there is your first problem. That's the league's problem. The second problem is the Tom Wilson problem, and a lot of guys in the league now, they don't really, they can't really stand up to a guy. You don't have a Sean Thornton in the league anymore. You don't have a George Larocque. Those guys aren't around as much anymore. It's they a weeded lot of speed. Out. It's a lot of skill. They don't want fighting as much. You know, you have some big defensemen that could go, but do they really want to? You want to take a good defenseman off the ice to go in a fight with Tom Wilson? Not really. So it's just a, it's a strange type of thing. And I think the league has to actually handle this better. Five thousand dollars for that guy is just insane to me. Especially when you consider all the track record, all the crap that he's pulled before. You know, just this year, even. Yeah. What do you get? Seven games. Seven for games. That. And then this this has to be an automatic one game at least, just based on the guy. He's he didn't cross the line, I would say, but he goes right up to it. And we know the player.
0: But you can go to him and say, you should know better, dude. You're getting a game.
1: Yeah. No, he didn't even have a hearing. Just the $5,000 maximum fine. Uh, So pennies, basically, for them. And, uh, you know, you move on your way, and then they're lucky he didn't get hurt. Yeah, How many guys would go after him or something like that? You never know. And, I mean, look, he he creates this thing for himself. Then he goes in the box that same night he does all the crap and – He's in the box and he's taunting the Rangers bench and stuff. The guy's going to get himself hurt or somebody else hurt. And and I mean, how long does it take to end a career like that? With yeah. A guy like that on the ice because he doesn't clean it up. That's where he's headed.
0: Yeah, it's like such a weird situation because the NHL, which is trying to get away, they got the new TV deal. They're trying to avoid the fighting like stigma thing and the enforcement yeah. and dirty hits and everything. Blah blah blah. Taking some physicality out of the game and you tell the teams don't retaliate on the ice. Let the punishment system, like, take over. And then, so you get more goons off the ice. You, you take some of the retaliation off the ice. But then when you don't hold up your end of that bargain and don't, like you said, suspend this guy, you get almost twice as bad as what you were trying to avoid, which was that six fights in the first four minutes of a game, which, personally, I thought was awesome. You know, like you said, guys oh, yeah. cross-checking each guys in the face. Like, as long as it's, like, between the lines... And on a line, and it's just physical. It's not guys with intent to hurt or injure, like, like Tom Wilson. Like Tom Wilson, then I like that physicality in hockey, and let and let them police themselves. Now, exactly. blindside a guy and end his career? Absolutely not. But ask him to drop the gloves? No, no, no. Come here. You, you, you want to go check him? You're you fighting me now. Yeah. Let let that take its. If you're somebody has to police it. And if the league says they're going to do it and they don't do it, the players are going to do twice as worse as you were trying to just avoid in the first place. Um, I think it's like the NFL. Smaller, faster defenses have led to bigger, beefier offensive lines and running games for some of the best teams. Uh, Is there just going to be a niche of goons in the league who basically just get to be the bully on the playground because there's nobody out there to challenge them?
1: Yeah, I mean, look... (laughs) I still think there's a play. Like, let's not forget, Tom Wilson can actually play the game of hockey. So That's true. That's what's unfortunate time.
0: about it. He actually can play, too.
1: I just sent you something. Just just whenever, whenever you have time to watch that, Sean Avery thought. But it's just like, it's just one of these things. Like, Tom Wilson is not, he's a goon, but he's not. He can play the game of hockey a little bit when he's on the ice and he actually wants to play the game instead of gooning it up. But you don't really have guys that, you know, want to be on the ice and 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 teams really don't want to put these guys on the ice anymore that are just going to be in there just to get 150 penalty minutes a year right that's just not what the game is anymore it's a lot more skill it's a lot more speed it's a lot faster you know less kind of physicality you know they're still hitting in the game um yeah. i don't want to hear like crying about how like oh everything's so soft now when i think the game is that at a peak right now where the physicality, if it's good, it's very good. There's no dirty hits. You don't see a lot of that anymore uh, other than a few times a year, I would say. Maybe probably more, but in terms of, like, actual guys that are, you know, out there intent, with intent to hurt, there's there's very little of that. It's just a very high-quality physical game. And so guys like Tom Wilson who can do a bit of both, there's nobody out there, like, That's just going to run, you know, run over them and and take them to the ground and start fighting them like there used to be. And I don't think that really has a, you know, there's a place that to some extent, but I think you have to be able to play the game a little bit. Like you can't just be, you know, George LaRocque who is going to dump the puck in and chase you down and hit you, you know, (laughs) someone like that.
0: Hey, go get it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, You got to be, you got to be more like a Tom Wilson, like an Evander Kane, those tough guys that are, they play a little bit on the edge. Uh, Wilson, you know, mostly over the edge. But uh, a guy like Evander Kane is speed, skill, he's tough, and he can run a guy. So it's just, yeah, it's it's a combination league now where you have to be able to do both uh, if you're going to be that guy.
0: Yeah. Um, quickly here, Christian, uh, how you feeling about the Bruins? Uh, there's, there can be some shuffling in the playoff seating for them. Um, but how are you feeling about their chances going in and what's a matchup that you if, you if they're gonna draw somebody round one who do you want it to be what's gonna be the best path for them uh
1: well the other three teams it's Washington Pittsburgh and the Islanders right the Islanders are boring as hell so I'd rather avoid them um, and, they and they're like our kryptonite else, for some reason yeah for some reason I'd let them uh, I'd rather have them just go you know put somebody else to sleep but I would say, If I had to guess now, I think it's going to be Washington. Um, You know, the Capitals can tie the Penguins in points, but Pittsburgh is locked up that number one spot. So you're going to be shuffled between three and four probably. You might not catch the Caps at this point um, after yesterday's loss. First-round matchup is tough. Um, I don't think it matters because I think all of them are good. Um, In terms of matching up with, if I had to choose uh, between Pittsburgh and Washington, I think I'd say Washington because I think you're going to have to go through them anyway. It's going to be Pittsburgh. a really hard series. I feel
0: like there's a Washington thing. Like I feel like Washington's more in art the Bruins' heads and the yeah. Bruins are a little bit more in Pittsburgh's heads.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh see the they're two very different teams, right? Yeah. The Capitals want to beat the hell out of you. So that <laughs> scares me and the and the Penguins are Just highly skilled. Malkin, Crosby, you know what those guys have done in the postseason. Um, So take your pick, I guess. You're going to have to go through both of them, I think. So I don't know if it matters. Uh, Do you want to delay the inevitable, you know, skull bashing with the the Capitals? (laughs) Because that will be a rough series uh, between those two teams.
0: Are the Bruins equipped? I don't think they were equipped for it the last couple of years to play in a series like that. Not with mm-hmm. the roster they had. Are they a little bit more equipped this year to compete in a series like that?
1: I feel a lot better about it. If Kevin Miller's in the lineup, which, you know, right now he is um, because he just adds an element of toughness. Uh, he's a rugged guy. So I think they are. Um, I think they have some more depth back there. You know, obviously they're a little bit more skilled as well. So like McAvoy is tough. Grizzlick can get out of hits and stuff. he's he's more skilled. he's quick, um, especially on the back end. And then in terms of you know their forwards, I feel like they all work hard right now. You know Krejci is you know kind of revitalized here with Taylor Hall coming over. Um, so you kind of put all your eggs in the you know the top two lines basket and then hopefully guys like Coyle and them can come on. Um, I would say they are more equipped just in terms of you had guys like Nick Ritchie. Uh, on the back end, if you need a Tenorti or someone like that for a cap series, you can go that route. But Kevin Miller's back. I feel a lot better about them when he's in the lineup. And I just think you're better off. Your six defensemen here could be arguably all top four defensemen. I would say yeah. more in the 3-4 range. Um, but other than McAvoy, it's like you mix those guys in. You can shuffle them wherever yep. you want. So I think they're, they're definitely more equipped with size and man, since Taylor hall came over that, that crazy line is going. So I feel a lot better about it. If they can do it in the postseason because Marsh and Poster, not on, we know Perfection. what they can do, but if they get, if they get beaten up throughout a seven game series, they're going to be, you know, pointless at some point. So yep. some other line has got to pick it up.
0: Yeah. Uh, how you feeling about the sway man?
1: Very good. Uh, I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid because I think he's kind of the next guy here. Yep. But uh, and I think Halak knows it too. I don't know if he saw his meltdown the other day, but uh, they lost the game with him in net, and I think he lost his backup job. And I think he knew it because he he lost it. Yeah. Uh, going off the ice. So I I really hope at this point they know Swayman's the backup. You got to get Rask right, and he's got to be you know fully healthy because I think he's the guy. But I'm hoping. Low key, I'm hoping maybe Rask lays a turd on the ice in game three of the first round, and Swayman has to come in, and then you get like a, you know, that lightning spark, and all of a sudden, there you go. Because uh, I think he's the guy.
0: This was Halak
1: freaking out. He's not a, not exactly enthralled. <laughs> uh, this yeah. is a guy who uh, I think knows lost his job.
0: Yep, 100%. For the podcast listeners, uh, he is trying to destroy as much equipment as he can on his way to the locker room in an o- overtime loss. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the description. Uh, to the Devils, you. no less. Yeah, to the Devils. I'm excited for him. I'm with you. It's like I don't want to put too much pressure, but maybe he's just ready for it. Hey, if he can take the pressure, awesome. If you're going to be a starting goalie for the Boston Bruins, you're going to have to deal with pressure eventually. So
1: <laughs> yeah. The last <laughs> um, he- thing I'll say on this Bruins team, too, is we're going to have a lot of questions during the off season on what they do. But for now, I want to see what this team does. Cause I think they're, they're kind of rolling. They're feeling themselves a little bit. I think they can beat anybody. They can lose anybody in the division, in the division, but I'm going to sit back and enjoy the ride because this could be it. And it might not be, there's a lot of questions going on yeah. in the off season, but for at now, least they're
0: playing well. Yeah. We, it's like, they could beat anybody and lose anybody. We said that about the Celtics. The Celtics are just maddening to watch. The Bruins at least are a good watch.
1: Yeah, and they try. So I'm kinda, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs, there's no better, you know, no better sport to have playoffs. Uh to just sit back and relax. Kind of. Um yep. it's gut wrenching, but uh I'm gonna enjoy the ride here because who knows, uh who knows what they'll look like next year. So this this has gotta be a, a good run, I hope.
0: Quick point here at the end. The Boston Red Sox they were the first team to 20 wins this season. They are on top of the AL East. Uh, three games up on the Blue Jays, 21 and 13.
1: You. I told you. You didn't want to listen.
0: Hey, but here's the bad news. Oh, where'd it go? They just lost one of their pitchers. Um where'd it go? Pete Abes had it. Uh I gotta find it. Uh come on. Who was it? Da 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 da. da. Tanner Houck, uh, done. Is he injured? Shut down with a sore flexor muscle.
1: Oh boy. Well, he's in. Uh, he's in Worcester anyway, right?
0: Sure, but it's the depth thing is going to be so important for getting through this yeah. year, and for this team, they need that. Um, so that's the first little chink here for them. Uh, I don't know. I'm I, I believe they will be they will be playoff contenders. They'll get I think the, the strong starts always lead to playoff pushes. Um that's just a baseball fact. So um, how it
1: goes down though, but I think uh good news on Chris Sale is he's starting to throw again. He's starting to ramp back up. So who knows what he's gonna be when he comes who, back. Simulated
0: right? did he pitch a simulated game at sixty five percent? Oh I don't something know. Something like that.
1: that. I don't know. I don't I don't get into that. Uh, I just know... Did he... you sail
0: ramped up to 73% today?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, he's, and he's throwing 65 miles an hour, so watch out. <laughs>
0: hey, the uh, uh, Williams Astadio, he's giving us the, <laughs> the lob shots. That'd yeah, be awesome. Yeah. He um, comes back with an EFIS pitch? That'd be sick.
1: Hey, why not? I mean, if your arm shot, you might as well, right? <laughs> You'd yeah. be a position player like you know the other guys. Um, yeah. There's a lot of that. But I would say he's probably in, in line maybe August. He'll, he'll come back, so... Still a ways away, but, man, I'll tell you, one one guy that's in the MVP conversation for me is Xander Bogart. This guy's playing out of his mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, but we're going to have plenty of time to talk uh, more in-depth baseball. God bless you. Because uh, their season will be rolling along uh, throughout the summer. Uh, playoff push for the NHL, for the NBA. Uh, there's still going to be – still, even though the draft is over and we don't have, like, real football things – this this quarterback car, car, carousel, carousel is clunking clunking clunk, clunking along, um, is still spinning, and there's going to be some big moves to Sean Watson. That situation is going to get resolved, and he is going to get moved. I wouldn't be surprised. Aaron Rodgers probably going to get moved. Does that knock Jimmy Garoppolo free? Who, who knows? There could there's plenty of things happening um, in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll have it all here on the 360 sports show thank you for finding us here live on a sunday like we are always starting at 11 a.m short show today here for mother's day but we'll be back next sunday for a full show at 11 a.m streaming live on facebook youtube periscope and twitch you can like follow and subscribe on all those platforms to never miss a show and if you want to take us on the go you can subscribe to the podcast through sounder fm or wherever you get your podcasts from so, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom. I love you. I'll be seeing you soon, hopefully at the uh, Kinney Azalea Gardens in Kingston. It's a gorgeous day. I want to spend all of it outside as much as I can. So, happy Mother's Day, mom.
1: Happy Mother's Day to my mother as well. You're the best. Love you. And uh, you know, let's enjoy it because I mean, look. The weather is uh, much better than last year. And things are on the rise here. We're not in snow anymore. It's warm. Oh, yeah, it was so a blizzard last year. <laughs> yeah. Let's enjoy the day.
0: Uh, awesome so that's been the show thank you for all of us all of you who've joined with us here on a sunday go out enjoy it stay safe and we'll talk to you next week